Good morning. Wow. I didn't know that was coming. So, happy Father's Day. How's everybody doing? Huh? So, you know, it might take me a while to get, get in a groove here, but uh, I guess, how you doing? This is week three. Week three. Now, nobody's, nobody's tracking with me. We tracking? I'm counting them, guys. I'm counting them. All right? I'm counting them. I mean, I, I, and also, we had an elders meeting last week, and, you know, everybody's aware of the care groups and all that stuff that's going on. And uh, we said to the, the vocational guys, you know, Joe and Steve, how do you know if you're, if you're getting it or if you're doing good? And he said, sometimes you don't know. And I'm in the private sector, so everything I do has a, you know, there's a reason for everything, and it all makes sense. So this, this ministry part is, 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 we're growing in it, but I just appreciate all the response and the body coming together during this time. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a unique time for the body and for Pastor Trent, but, you know, I, I miss him. I do, but it's going to be okay, all right? Let me, get, let me get to it here. So, okay, so just so you know, the next couple of weeks, we're keeping it in-house. We're going to have, next week we got Angelo, and a week after that we have uh, Jacob. So, so we're keeping it in-house for a bit here. So, uh, I'm just, I only have five pages, so we're talking about 2 p.m. for you. So, no, just kidding, just kidding. All right, so let's get started here. So, recap. First week was Hollis Half in Love, and th- this is what I took away from Hollis. Hollis said this. He said, the reason love is the first fruit is because of me and my sin and my selfishness and my brokenness, the need for God's transforming love in the world. That's, what, that's what, why love is the first fruit on this journey we're on through the scriptures this summer with the fruit of the Spirit. Uh, and then for T.L. Schweitzer, I love that. T.L. Schweitzer, joy. The fruit of the Spirit is singular. They are all, all the fruits are tied together. And we try to muster up joy more than any other fruit. He says, put to death the flesh so the fruit can be produced. And joy comes from obeying the commands of Christ. Okay? We, we, we're all, now we're all caught up. We're all caught up to it. Now we're going to do peace. Now before I, I was talking to some of you before, you know, the, we started this today, and I went back to check on the children's minute. My wife works back there. So I saw Ron Johnson back there, and I said, I'm, 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 I'm preaching tonight on peace, and he went like this. Okay, does anybody remember this? You remember this? No? That's not what we're doing today. We're not doing this. this that, that, anybody? Any takers? We, we know? You know what that means? Okay. That was, there was a time for that, and I'm, I'm kind of dating myself because I was, I was part of, kind of part of that. I remember that, the peace movement back in the 60s and the early 70s. All right, so, it's, and, and just before I go any further, you know, it's a privilege to stand before you, and it's very humbling to, do, to, to deliver God's word to you. It's not, I don't take it lightly. Uh, but it's very humbling, and, and you know, my hat's off to, you know, we prayed for Trent that, that he wouldn't have to do this 
for like eight Sundays or nine. So those of us who do this, we understand what it takes to do this every week. So he's getting a break, which is well-deserved for him to be able to take a break. But it's very humbling, and it's, you, know, you, you really want to do well for the body when you stand before you deliver in God's word. All right, so let's just go into Galatians 5, 22 through 26. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And we live by the Spirit. Let us also keep in step with the Spirit. I'm just going to let that settle a little bit out there. So what is the opposite of peace? How about conflict? Anybody... Anybody have any of that? Any? No? No takers? How about you got any at home, at work, in relationships? Maybe, maybe in your marriage you got some conflict. Is there any conflict in the world? Or is there peace in the world? It's, it's not real peaceful these days. So we have a lot of conflict. We have wars and threats of wars. We have the war in Ukraine that's been going on over a year. So peace in the world can be hard to come by. It, it can. So who, who would like to live at peace with all men and women? Who, who would like that? Any takers on that? Any takers? Any takers? All right, so hopefully by the end of the time today, you know, you, you, the, the scriptures will help us to, to do that. So here's where we're going to, here's, I'll just give a little quick summary of what we're going to do today. We're going to talk about the peace with God, peace with others, and peace within. We're going to spend most of our time on the peace within part because out of the peace within, a lot of this other stuff kind of works better. All right, so what is Peace. What is peace? It's knowing that we, that, let me start over. It's knowing that my debt has been canceled. My account is in a favorable balance because of who Jesus Christ is and what he has done. It's knowing that my debt has been canceled and my account is in a favorable balance because of who Jesus Christ is and what he has done. So let's go to uh, Romans 5.20. Now the law came to increase the trespass, but where sin increased, grace abounded all the more, so that as sin reigned in death, grace also might reign through righteousness, leading to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And I thought that was kind of cool that the catechism kind of ties right into that today, you know, about that eternal life, peace, and the, and the Savior of the world. So let's talk about the debt part. So cancel, the debt has been canceled. That means it's, there's nothing left of it. There's no more debt, no more debt. So whoever has been in debt, whoever signed their name and immediately they were in debt. Anybody, any takers? No, we're all, we're all above board on that. So it happens in an instant. You can't really see it today. It's electronic. 
you get all this stuff going on, you, you can't even hardly keep track of it. So this isn't where you get into debt and you, and you take years to pay it off. That's, that's not it. This is Jesus canceled your sin. Like, canceled the meeting. You know, it's over. It's done. Okay? Here, here's another, another, this is what it is. Not, anybody, anybody remember the coupon book you got when you bought a car? Anybody? No? No coupon books? No? No takers on that? You used to buy a car if you, bu- you finance it. You get a coupon book, and you write the check every month, and you put it in the thing, and you send it off. Yes, yes. You, you, you do. You remember the coupon book. You remember those? Okay, so, I'm, so am, I, am I old, Sandy? Am I old? Huh? So we don't have those anymore. No more coupon books. You know, everything's electronic, and you got all this digital stuff. So that's, you know, that's not paying off your debt. This is Jesus canceled our debt, okay? Peace is not simply the absence of something, say, turmoil or conflict. Rather, it is the presence of everything that is necessary for wellness, for the well-being of an individual. Alistair Beggs wrote that back a few years ago. Peace is not simply the absence of something, say, turmoil conflict, but rather is the presence of everything that is necessary for wellness, for the well-being of an individual. Let's go back to the the distinction between the the coupon book and the... So Krista got married in 2018, and when she was on her honeymoon, they bought a house and and went to some cafe, internet cafe, and, and signed off on everything. Okay, you know what I mean? So that's how far we've come from having to be there and do it. So I don't know, that's something that's good, something that may not so good. All right, so peace. What is peace? Okay. May the Lord bless you and keep you. And may the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his light of countenance upon you and give you peace, shalom. Numbers 6, 24 and 26. Anybody ever heard that before? And, and, you know, when I was growing up, they said that every week, okay? And you know what I remember about that when they said it? It was over. The church service was over. They had a couple amens on that, and we were out the door. No? Nobody, Nobody remembers that? Okay. All right. That's what I remember about that when I was a kid. Okay, so here we go. Peace cannot be discovered absent the light of God's countenance and the blessing of his grace, of his goodness. Peace cannot be discovered absent the light of God's countenance and the blessing of his grace and of his goodness. So you kind of know where I'm going with this? You know? All right, that's, we'll get on to the next page here. So why is peace needed? Why is it needed? The world we live in is in constant chaos, okay? We mentioned it in the introduction about, you know, there's conflict everywhere in your house, in your relationships, at your workplace, in the world. Uh, and, and we've got this from uh, Dan Hurlbrink, who's a missionary we support in Romania. Think about this. He said that he's, he's in Romania and he's within a couple hours of the border of Ukraine. So he said it's like the wars in Ohio. Can you, can you relate to that? In Europe, that's what it's like. The countries are beside each other and they're close, and you could be at war 
Could you imagine like you could go to 60 miles of the border to Ohio and then there, there's a war over there? How would, I mean, in our lifetime, we've never had to live through, I mean, the Civil War was the last one on our home soil, but we've never had to deal with that. Could you imagine what that was like? The conflict, the, the fear, just the, the, it would just never go away. So, that's, that's for real there. So, why do we need peace? Because we live in a broken and fallen world. By nature, we are alienated from God and want to go on our way. We are in bondage to our sinful desires. We are not only in conflict with God and others, but also with ourselves. Peace with yourself. Who would be interested in that? I mean, sign me up for that. I'd like that. More peaceful for yourself. And then out of that, probably, probably good things can happen. So, no peace without Christ. It's not possible and it's not sustainable. Okay, so I got to tell you this story. So back in, back in the 90s, early 90s, a couple years ago, I became a single parent, okay? And so I had time on my hands because I had the kids on the weekend. So uh, I could have made some poor choices because I had all this time on my hands, okay? I could have. However, some people showed me the Amway business, okay? And so I got into that, and it was like this, it was a system and a pattern and all this stuff, and it was very wholesome for me. You know, you had the tape of the week. You had the book of the month. You read at night before you, I mean, any, anybody know that? Anyways, it, was, it fit the bill for me because it kept me from making really poor choices, okay? But the key to that is it's not sustainable. So we try all this stuff for peace, but we really can't find it because we're looking in the wrong place. And that, I mean, that for me was, for a season, it was okay. But the long term, the answer is Jesus, right? Okay. So where is peace found? In short order, in God. Peace is found not, peace is not found in a program, a think tank, philosophy, but in a person, the person of Jesus Christ. You don't find this anywhere else. No other religion will say, put your faith in Jesus and you'll get peace. They say things like, if you do this, this, and this, and this, maybe, maybe you're going to make it, but probably we don't know. You know? That, that, that's kind of a, would you, would you say that's a manipulation thing or kind of a control thing? There's no freedom in that. I mean, there's not. I mean, it's, you, they make all the rules. But that's not what Jesus said. So uh, John 14, 1 says, let, your, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. And in John 16, 33, I have said these things to you that in, you, in me you might have peace. I have said these things to you that in me you might have peace. Okay. So the peace is in Christ. If I am outside of Christ, there is no peace. Let me, re- let me say that again. The peace is in Christ. If I am outside of Christ, there is no peace. So just let that settle a little bit there. So... 
Okay, so that's, that's page three. Okay, we got, what's we doing here? Oh, all right. Peace within and peace with others. You know, these two, these two kind of go together. Uh, and if, if you're not, you know, we've said about, you know, if the, I always get this messed up. So your vertical relationships affects the horizontal. You know, your relationship, right, right, Jacob, you're, you know. So if you want to, you know, if you want to know how I'm doing, ask my wife. She'll tell you. Okay. He's doing better this day and this day, you know. And the tell for me is I don't talk. And I know some of you are thinking, really? You, you don't talk? You don't talk? Okay, so, so the peace within, you know, plays huge to your overall peace and everything. So, and, and I, I've read this, and I've got to communicate this. God wars after us whether we have made a decision to follow him or not. Think about that. Who, nobody does that but God. No one, and he, he is actively pursuing us whether we're following him or not. Okay? He, his hope is that all come to Christ, all come to salvation. So you're sitting here and you're thinking, I'm, I'm, I'm not really at peace or I'm tracking with you. That's probably, there's probably those two. That's probably the two. So, does anybody feel like peace of mind is, or peace is in the mind? You know, it's like between, you know, what are you thinking about? So, so you at peace when you're by yourself and no one's around? What's it like for you? When nobody's around and it's quiet, are you well? Or are you in turmoil, rehashing, rehashing the day's events? What I should have done, and then you, you go down the if. If only I, nobody ever did that, right? If only I would have said this or done that. And now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into something now that probably I might step on some toes here, but I'm going to risk it, okay? So the effects of real-time social media, all the info you have and I have access to, whether it's good or bad. So with that said, okay, so this week... This week, I believe it was, I don't know, it was Thursday. Was it Thursday? Bobcats win state championship in baseball, right? Is that, was that Thursday? Yeah, let's give them a big round of applause for that. Okay, so, so when did you know about that? Who, 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 when did you know about that? Huh? Just now. Just now. Come on, now, you're not helping me. Not helping it. Okay, so we, we knew about it. I mean, I had people come in my office at work saying, hey, you know, they won the championship. So it was like almost, as soon as they said the, called the last Audi thing, we knew. Right? So there's that. And then, okay, so here we go. You got the, you have your phone. So I got this app on my phone. Strava. Anybody have Strava? 
No, no takers. No take on the Strava. Strava is an athletic thing that you can click on and it tracks my bicycling. So, it, you know, like it's a GPS thing. So I have a son who's in, in Salt Lake. So he rides his bike and I ride my bike and then we can tell who, what's going on and you give him a kudos there. Give him a little kudos there, huh? Yeah. So what about that? Like that's real time stuff, right? So that, that's cool, but then there's other things, maybe, maybe not so much, you know, that there's so good that like uh, that we would get into that would, uh, we have all these choices and we're inundated in real-time media, which we're probably not really designed to take all that in all the time. We were talking on Tuesday mornings with our D groups that I live a couple miles outside of town and we stop and get food like before we meet at, we meet at Edward Jones on Tuesday mornings in Clarion. So you have all these choices when you go, to, you could stop to get something to eat, you know? All these choices you have. So that, you know, that's what we have with social media. We have all these choices. You can listen to podcasts. You can do whatever and be inundated with stuff 24-7, 365, which maybe might affect your peace. May, may affect the peace that you have. All right, so I got this note on here. It says garage fire, okay? That was our garage that burnt. Okay, I, you knew that, right? So back in, back in, okay, so I'm dating myself. Late 60s, early 70s, all of us, I have three brothers and sisters. We were all like in elementary school. Garage burnt down in like middle of the day. Okay, you know, I remember handing the phone to my mom. She called the fire company and they were there because we were fortunate that they were just coming back from a fire. So they got there and put the fire out, okay? Stay with me. So <clears throat> I saw people I never saw before, and I'll never see them again, rubbernecking in my front yard. I mean, there was people, they came from miles. I don't know where they came from, but they were lined up watching it burn, okay? Is that, is that, is that sad or what? Anyway, so, but I, here's what I remember. Here's the takeaway. Okay. <clears throat> so my dad was working, okay? He didn't know till he got home. Can you imagine? He worked in a phone company out on a job somewhere. How would that sit with you today? I remember when they met, my dad met my mom at the door. Today, that, that doesn't happen today. Today, you didn't, know it, but I, you didn't know it was on fire before I did. You know? So think about that dynamic that we deal with that maybe, I'm not saying it was, you know, it was a different time, but there was less pressing in on us on information. And that deals with your peace. I mean, it really affects, affects you. Okay, how about when you sleep? How are you sleeping? In America, I think that's probably one of the worst. The, that's a big one. Are you, as, as Chandler says, Chandler says, at night are you mobbed in the darkness? How, how do you sleep? You, when your head hits the pillow, you out. You don't wake up and you're refreshed and it's all good? Or do you like me? You go to bed with something on your mind and you hope you don't wake up before time because when you wake up, you don't go back to sleep. Anybody, any takers on that? Anybody feeling that? We're, we're, you know, some of that's good, some of it's not so good, but 
That's what we're talking about here, that, that peace. Okay, what's, what else we got here? Oh, here, here, yeah, this is another one that's probably going to be, how about your time? Are you busy? Are you at peace with that? Okay, anybody ever done this? Okay, so we had a grad party for Camden here back at 1st of May. So you know how you, you host something in your home so you get it all ready. You, you know, you, you clean where you never clean. You, you get everything ready and you're all done and you work like 25 hours to get it ready. And then it, it's over in two and a half hours, everybody's gone. Anybody, any, anybody feel that? Here, here's what I learned from that. This, this, this is, it took them slow. Is that, that that's okay. <laughs> that that's okay. Because you whittle it down to get that time you want with those people. You need to take advantage of it. Now, maybe you're looking at me like, really? But I've, I've, I've settled it with that. I'm at peace with that because we had a great time in, in that two and a half or three hour window with his friends and just the folks that came by. But, you know, you work hard for that. And I think sometimes we, we don't think this following Jesus takes a lot of effort, but it kind of does. It kind of does. Okay, so this, do you, do you hurry through life? All right, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back a few years again. Does anybody ever say to you, Where's the fire? Anybody, anybody heard that before? No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So my dad used to say that to me because he always thought I was in a hurry. Where's the fire? You sit down to eat supper and you'd be running off somewhere. So that, that's probably not, that's kind of me. I'm a doer, but, but that's not always the best, okay? To be running off that. Okay, so hurry is violence on the soul. A quote from John Mark Comer who wrote the book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. We really, he really got after it. Okay, this guy, he preached like six times on a weekend. He was pretty much burned out. Great guy. He's got it whittled down to only like seven outfits of clothes. So he doesn't even have to think about that. So if he said, if you see me on a Tuesday, you'll probably see the same shirt, you know, every Tuesday. I mean, that, that's extreme, but he simplified his life because hurry was just eating away at him and causing him pain. So he's found peace in that. How about the Congo story? The, uh, I think it was Americans, probably was, wanted to get to some de destination in the Congo jungle and they hired the locals to take them through the jungle. Maybe some of you have heard the story. And, and they were gung-ho. The, the leader was saying, we're going to get there in three days. And the third day, the guy got up and the guide was like sleeping. And he said, what, what's going on? He said, I'm paying you to get me there. What's the deal? And he goes, we're taking today off. We're going to let our soul catch up to our body. Think about that. Soul catch up to the body. Anybody, any takers on that? You know, I'm, 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 I think that's good. He, the, you know, he, there was enough wisdom for him to say, we're not doing this today. We're taking a break. Now, Here's where it might get a little, you know. This is the potato chip story, okay? The potato chip story is the story of, I was talking to a colleague who asked some of his coworkers to stop like on the way home and pick up something for him for the next day. 
like a potato chip. They were honoring somebody at lunch or something. And here's the response he got. Now, I'm just going to, I'm not going to say anything about age, but they said, well, that's only 24 hours. I, I don't have time to stop and get this, even though I drive right by it. I mean, so with that, you track with me on that? They, they said, whoa, that's not enough time for me. I got to plan that out. So here's, here's where I'm kind of going with this, and this might step on your toes. Are we busy? Are we? Or are, do we just think that we're busy? Okay? You know, are we? Or, you know, so, you know, 20, only had 24 hours to stop and get a bag of chips. I mean, okay? I mean, okay. I'm just going to let that go. All right. So no matter where you are in life, it takes effort. Life can be a grind. It's unfair. It's unpredictable. And it's risky. And relationships can be here today and gone tomorrow. So now we get into the good part. So how do we find peace in all of this? And, and I want to make it clear that this isn't like some, some formula thing that, you know, you do this, this, and this, and then you're good. It's a journey. It's a race with your faith. Okay, so anybody, anybody here watch the, the Chosen series? The Chosen series. <laughs> I just, it's really good. I love it. It's, you know, the personalities of the disciples are like, I could just, yeah, it's good. So, Jesus, you know, there's episodes when they can't find Jesus. Where, where's Jesus at? Where'd he go? And they're all worried about where he's, we got all these people here, we got to get ready for him, we got to figure out how to keep him, keep him safe, and we got to do this other stuff, and they're just all fussed up, and you know where Jesus was? He's, he's praying away from all of them, just taking it. He's just stepping back from all of it. And even in the scripture, it says that, I mean, he was on a roll at this one town. And the disciples said, hey, this is good. He said, no, we're going to the next town. We're getting out of here. He's pushed back on that, that popularity, that, all that stuff that presses in. So, so Luke 5, 15 and 16 says, but now, even more, the report about him went abroad. The great crowds gathered to hear him, and he healed all of their infirmities. But he would withdraw to a desolate place and pray. Quiet place. He would withdraw to a desolate place and pray. And in Mark 1.35, in rising very early in the morning, while in the dark, while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place and prayed. You know, that, that speaks to me about my depravity and how much I need to do that because I'm, he was God in the flesh, but I'm just like a regular deprived guy that I need to do that. I need to step back and find that quiet place. And, you know, when I say that, the, the quiet place, you know, whatever your routine is, I'm a morning guy, but maybe you're an evening guy or a late guy. I don't, I don't know. Whatever that is, it needs to be. 
the quiet place. And maybe many of you have already doing this, that's good, but I'm gonna you know, put something out here that, that helped me and continues to help me because of the, the, the pressure or the, how, the, how your, the world just presses in and, and you need to, to find a quiet place and just enjoy God's presence. So I have this, I have this book here, I brought this book. This is the Bible Project. You know, this is like the hard copy. My daughter got me this as a gift a while back. So uh, kinda, I'm the, I'm like the old school guy. That's what they call me at work, I'm the old school, old school guy, so I do the hard copy. You can find this on YouTube, but we're gonna talk about the Psalms here, all right? So the Psalms, the Psalms are more about lament, sadness, loss, and pain than of praise. Just think about that. I mean, it's, there's all kind of stuff in here. It's been written by many people, but it speaks to our hearts of where we are in many ways and where we've been or where we're going and how we need to express ourselves to God. I, I was with a guy Friday or a couple of weeks ago. He said, well, do you talk to God when you're mad? When you're mad at God, can you get mad at God? And I said, yeah. You, you need to, to commune with him and be honest. He's honest with you. So that, that was, that kind of, when I heard that, I thought, that's important that you express yourself. So here's what I did in the past. Does anybody have trouble? Okay, I got this other app. It's called Lectio 365, okay? And, and Donna Allison got me on it. It's a great app. And I listen to it every day going to work. And it's like nine or 10 minutes. I drive to Emmelton, so it's like 25 minutes. So I get two, to run it through twice. And I still, I still get distracted. I'm, you know, going, anybody get that? Where you, you can't stay on the track. You get, it's, it's like, you're, you know, it, it, it just, and you know, Brendan and I have been together for a while, and you know, he, he, he has me nailed pretty good. I, I get distracted, I do. You know, something shiny over here, you know, whatever. So. I need this, what I'm gonna to say to you, I need this, and, and I'm gonna, uh, I've, I've had done this in the past, so the Psalms, there's many of them, many Psalms, so how about if you, how do you feel about reading them out loud? So when you read out loud, you, you don't really get distracted. I don't. Now, you can't read like, you know, I tried this, you know, five minutes, five minutes for me ain't cutting it. Now, this is, the, this is the part that the, a little bit of a challenge on the time thing. So, I have found that if I take the time, maybe this is quicker for you, but 30 minutes out loud, okay? Now, maybe you think, maybe start with 10, but I realized that if I kept doing it, I got quieter and quieter and quieter. And then I experience the goodness of God that brings peace. But the key to that is, is, is slowing down enough, chilling out enough, not getting distracted, but taking that time. And you would say, well, well you know, how come you don't, why'd you stop or why'd you, you know? 
okay? It's, it's, this is just something you can, I, I recommend this. If you want to experience the peace of God, that it requires a time of quiet in your spirit and you have to slow down enough, which, you know, nobody's, I mean, I'm in a hurry all the time, 24-7. It's our culture, but that doesn't mean we can't slow down enough to experience that, what God has for us, if we're willing to. So the Psalms, and I was going to, I was thought about running the video for the Psalms, but it's like eight and a half minutes. You know, you can look it up on your own, but there's all kind of good stuff in there. It doesn't matter where you start, just pick one and go. And, you know, I have a man cave I can go down to and, you know, I can talk out loud and nobody, don't bother anybody, but, you know, you'll find your place for that. So I recommend that. So the worship team and the, the care team can be ready to go here. It's time to uh, put a, put a uh, ending on this. And I'm going to repeat this. You know, peace is not simply the absence of something, say, turmoil or conflict. Rather, it is the presence of everything that is necessary for the wellness and the well-being of an individual. So, Peace is in Christ. So if you are not in Christ, you haven't made a decision for Christ, we have a time of response here. We, if you have a question or anything or you want to know more about it or if you want to talk about it, I'll be up front here. But I'm going to end our time kind of the way I started it with, with you know, May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and may be gracious unto you. And the Lord lift up his light of countenance upon you and give you peace. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Will you join us in worship again?